Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I'm Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. So today we are finishing up book two of the Psalms with Psalms 70, 71, and 72. The Bible itself does not give a title to the five books of the Psalms, but in W. Robert Godfrey's book, Learning to Love the Psalms, he does that, and he gives book two the title, The King's Commitment to God's Kingdom. And then these last three Psalms, he sees as commitment to God, our deliverer. Psalm 70 says it is a Psalm of David for a memorial. It is almost identical to Psalm 40 verses 13 through 17. This Psalm is a cry of imprecatory against those who seek David's life. He cries out for deliverance and help. Then verse 2 and 3, we see, Let those who seek David's life and let them be ashamed, humiliated, turned back, dishonored, and shamed. Then we see in contrast in verse 4, Let all who seek you, meaning God, and those people that seek will rejoice and they are glad and they praise and they cry out, let God be magnified. Then verse 5, we see David who is afflicted and needy and he cries out to God for help and for deliverance, just like in verse 1. Then it ends with, O Lord, do not delay. Now Psalm 71 is an anonymous psalm. Many Bibles describe this psalm as a prayer for an aged man. In my Bible, when trying to categorize this psalm, I put wisdom, question mark, lament, question mark, praise, question mark. Like many psalms, this seems to touch many emotions. And I don't know about you, but that reflects me so much. A Christian theologian named Richard Foster wrote a book called Celebration of Discipline, which talks about the different spiritual disciplines like prayer, fasting, meditation on the Word of God, and others. I love that book, mainly because it transformed my Christian walk. He has written other books as well, but then he wrote A Prayer from the Heart, which is a book of prayers. Some he wrote, and some are classics, like the Serenity Prayer. One of my favorites I think of often, and I want to share it with you today. It's called A Simple Prayer, and it's found in page four of the book. And it goes like this. A Simple Prayer by Richard Foster. I am, oh God, a jumbled mass of motives. One moment I'm adoring you. And the next, I'm shaking my fist at you. I vacillate between mounting hope and deepening despair. I am full of faith and full of doubt. I want the best for others and am jealous when they get it. Even so, God, I will not run from your presence, nor will I pretend to be what I am not. Thank you for accepting me with all my contradictions. Amen. 
This is what so many of the Psalms display. This displays humanity. The writer of Psalm 71 starts off confessing his trust in the Lord. He prays for deliverance, escape, salvation, and a place to stay with God, his rock and fortress. Verse 3. The writer also confesses that his hope is in the Lord. We then get a glimpse of his life. Using terms of today, he grew up in church. He knew God at an early age, and even from birth, he was thought to be blessed. Now that he's older, he asks the Lord to not forsake him as his strength fails. Now that he's weaker, his enemies are rising up against him, and he cries out for God to be near and for help. Oh, Lord, please fight for me. But I will hope, he says, continually. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will declare your righteousness and your salvation and your wondrous works all my days. Also, we see in verse 20 that even though this aging man has been so blessed, he also has had great and sore troubles, which the Lord has shown him. We live in a sinful and broken world, and all people have heartache. It may be from sin of our own doing, or sin from others upon us, or as in Job's case, hard times from Satan himself. But Jesus was not spared the sorrow either. Actually, he took the sin of the whole world on his shoulders. And I can barely handle my own. So if Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of Man, was not spared pain, why do people think they can escape it? One of my favorite movie lines comes from my favorite movie, Princess Bride. The dread pirate Roberts tells Princess Buttercup, Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. The thing is, for a Christian, we never suffer alone. The Lord is there with us, and the writer of Psalm 71 knew that. This is why he can end his psalm with praise and singing, and he can talk of the righteousness of the Holy One of Israel. The second book of Psalms ends with Psalm 72, a psalm of Solomon. Now, if you remember, the preposition could mean of Solomon, to Solomon, or for Solomon, just like with King David. In this instance, I lean more toward for Solomon or to Solomon because of the last verse. Verse 20 says, the prayers of David, son of Jesse, are ended. So it seems to me that David wrote this psalm, maybe as he is passing the baton or the crown over to his son Solomon before David dies. This psalm seems to be a combination of a celebration and a wisdom psalm. We see how God has blessed the king and also how God has blessed his people through the king. 
According to Godfrey's book, Learning to Love the Psalms, the blessings that God brings to the king are justice, righteousness, long life, wealth, and universal rule. For the people, through the king, they receive justice, security, peace, prosperity, and provision for the poor. And then through verse 17, we see that all nations shall call the king blessed. Then the psalm ends with a praise, as all of the five books of the psalms ends with a praise. Verses 18 and 19 say, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things, and blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And amen means so be it. One thing that is interesting is that the promises found in this psalm reflect the same promises that God promised Abraham in Genesis 17. God promised through Abraham's seed, which came Isaac and then Jacob in Genesis 35, and then through Judah, Genesis 49 verses 8 through 10, and then through Judah to King David, we see Psalm 72, which will proceed through Solomon to Jesus Christ. And this is retold us in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. The Apostle Paul also mentions it in Galatians 3.15. It says, Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, as referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed, that is Christ. Christ Jesus is the promised one. One other thing I want to point out about this psalm is in verses 10 and 11 about kings of other nations bringing gifts to the king. We know that happened with Solomon because we have like the queen of Sheba who came and visited and she brought gifts and there were others to him. The river in verse 8 is the Euphrates River which is to the east of Jerusalem. And it is thought that Tarshish and the Isles may be to the east and then up to the north of Israel. Well, in Matthew chapter 1, again, we get the genealogy of Jesus from the line of King David. And then in chapter 2, we get wise men from the east bringing gifts to the newborn king of the Jews. We get a glimpse of that in Psalm 72. Remember, Matthew is trying to teach the Jews that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. He is the King of all kings. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, his son in the faith, says, and this is found in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 13-16, through 16, I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, who testifies the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the proper time. He who is the blessed 
and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Ladies, we know that King David died. We know that King Solomon died. Jesus died, but he rose again. And he is the seed who has the eternal dominion. So let me ask you, how is your commitment to God our deliverer? He's always ready for you with arms wide open. Cry out to him in honesty. He can handle whatever emotion, just like with the Psalms. So if you hear his voice today, ladies, don't harden your hearts. Instead, let's be women who pray and obey like King David. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.